Hey, and welcome to the Marketing Automation Podcast by Active Demand, your weekly dip into the world of marketing automation, where you get tips for your agency, SaaS product, or B2B company. I'm your host, Adriel, and why don't we get it started? So, Sean, uh, what have you seen this week? Have you what what have you learned from customers and uh, from what you've seen? Yeah, it's a it's a good question. Is I think this week has been um, I've seen a re- recurring recurring theme that keeps coming up is uh, uh, how do I uh, how do I sell my services as as an agency? Because I talk to a lot of agencies, um, and uh, is there a way that I can package what I'm doing to to make more money, grow my business, and uh, it's uh, uh, upon reflection. I think one of the things that keeps coming up in my mind is the the concept of uh, is there such a thing as the wrong money, taking the wrong money. Uh, and so that's sort of been churning in my brain over 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 the past uh, past seven days. Oh yeah, I mean, uh, I can think of uh, when I was agency side, several not several, lots of projects <laughs> that we took on. Uh, where we not only lost money on it, uh, we lost money and time and opportunity. The, the, the opportunity cost from from taking some of those projects on was uh, was horrendous. I mean, um, like a lot, I think a lot of agencies out there have the problem of, of too much supply and, and not enough demand. So, uh, you know, you end up compromising and, and taking projects that aren't like quite a, a, a perfect fit. And uh, hindsight's always twenty twenty on those ones, right? You always you always uh, come into them saying like, "Yeah, it doesn't look quite right, but maybe it'll be okay. Maybe maybe <laughs> we'll we'll do it in this way, and it'll be fine." Uh, and at the end of the project, everyone's cursing and saying like, "Why did we take this thing on in the first place?" <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah, well, you know, we thought we, we had these rose colored glasses on when we first took it on, and we we saw that we saw the ugliness, but we still did it anyways. <laughs> Yeah, and something's a little bit more, uh, I think, uh, less obvious. Um, and we went through this phase when we were uh, operating as an agency. Was uh, you know, gee, that 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 uh, this lead came in, and it's from uh, an industry that we've never worked in before. Yeah, let's take it. Let's let's. Uh, we've done very well with these other fifteen clients in a completely different industry. Let's uh, let's take this on. We're we're good. We can we can uh, we can sell uh, you know fridges in <laughs> in the North Pole, right? And uh, we mm-hmm. can execute that. We're that good. Um, and then we end up spending a ton of time learning this new industry, this new domain, right? And uh, it's the client's uh, time to value is uh, increasing, increasing, increasing while we're churning and churning, trying to really find the magic. And uh, the the reality is, is we we end up, uh, I think, uh, you know, the, the client's almost paying us to learn this new industry. And then we get all the way in and find out, you know what, there's no money in this industry. Mm-hmm. It's something that we're not geared to do. So I think uh, uh, from a, the wrong money perspective is, um, it's, uh, and, uh, you did a blog post this, this week that was really good about the concept of, uh, specialization, the benefits of specialization is, uh, it's a case that, uh, you can get really good at the specific industry, understand the, the nuances of it. And, but the difficult thing with that is that again, is you have really good salespeople coming in. Oh, this is, we're going to make so much money off of this. Uh, but as an executive, you have to make the choice of no, 
that's money that's the wrong money for us right now. So, yeah, especially on uh, you know the industry industry thing is interesting because uh, I've I've had conversations with people who have been experts in the same industry as as I've been experts in. So the example I'll, I'll give is in new home building. Um, you know, here in Alberta, where we've we've been we've had a really active home building uh, industry for uh, for the last ten years or something like that. And uh, so there's there's actually a lot of marketers here who know that industry very well and are are experts at it. And speaking with those guys and and and, and ladies out there is so amazing because you're not uh, uh, bringing up these terrible ideas uh, that that new people to the industry uh, think about, and instead they're extremely pragmatic and they uh, they're just easier to talk to and easier to to get faster forward with, right? I think it's it's a uh, yeah, such a such a big difference when you're when you're talking with someone who knows the industry as well as you do. Yeah, it's it's a case that and when you're a service provider, it's uh it's important to be able to uh sell something that has uh, uh utility and you're not going to be able to sell the value if you truly do not understand uh the domain you're selling into. So we went through a phase of researching industries to see which would be the next one we would add to our docket. And uh, there was a bunch of KPIs we were looking for in the industry, competition, you know, uh, uh, what's their marketing budgets, this type of stuff. So, uh, but the end of the day is that when we decided to go into an industry, we would go all in and really understand so that we could not only communicate on the sales process, but we could as well execute and understand how to deliver value quicker. Uh, because let's face it, no client wants to be paying a retainer when they're not seeing the results. Yeah, exactly. And and I think that, uh, yeah, like you mentioned there, it takes time to ramp up on a new client, new industry, uh, try some of the things that have that have worked in other industries and find out that they fail in the, in, in the one that you're looking at at the moment and, uh, and get that uh, domain expertise on it, knowing, uh, uh, you know, what needs to go into the website, what the common CTAs are, what, uh, you know, we talk to, to a home builder, for example, and they'll say, yeah, you know what? It's all about getting someone into uh, a show home, getting them to go to go into the, one of these things. So everything about the website is geared to move those people. And I think that's, you know, that's something that uh, uh, people who've worked in that industry for a long time really understand and always keep uh, close to their heart when they're doing their marketing uh, that a lot of new people wouldn't, right? Yes. The other thing that I, I saw or I've seen, and we, we made this mistake early, uh, was the thinking as a service provider that um, if I sell uh, tools or uh, technology or widgets or things, that um, my services business is going to grow, right? Um, and the challenge with that is, uh, you know, I'll tell you, I'll give you a, a little anecdote that sort of describes the, uh, the situation is let's say I, uh, let's say I need a plumber, right? I'm, I have, have a mess and I, I know the, the industry. I know the, what, what, where I'm going to go buy a solution for my problem. So I go find a plumber and I Google it and I find this plumber. The plumber comes to my house and says, Oh, God, what a mess. Um, before I get started, I, a couple of questions I want to ask you is, one, uh, would you like the invoice using Simply Accounting or QuickBooks? There's going to be a cost difference. 
And the second question is, would you like me to use the Snap-on tools or the Craftsman tools? Again, there's going to be a price difference. The reality is, I would, my, my response would be, just clean up the mess. You know, I don't care what tools you have. And uh, definitely on a, and how this relates to marketing is uh, as a service provider who's uh, doing, you know, outsourced digital marketing for an organization, let's face it, the client is expecting that you're going to help them grow their business. Who cares what the tools are you're using? At the end of the day, they just want to see the needle move and they want to understand that you understand that uh, what their goals are as a business and how you're going to help. Yeah, I think uh, I think a lot of reseller programs out there try to uh, put value in their badging and in their like how this is going to help you with the client. And I think a lot of agencies are are looking for that third party validation, but don't actually need it. Like when they're talking with a client, they're in front of the client. The client trusts them because of the things they say, the trustworthiness, the, the case studies that that agency has with their other customers, right? They, they care about the success and the capabilities of the agency that's in front of them. They don't care about this uh, software that they sell has uh, given them a badge because they're a certified reseller, right? Because unless the customer like really researches it, Everyone can do that. <laughs> Everyone's a certified reseller for, you know, uh, whatever software is out there. And I think that uh, it's it's not actually the strongest foot to put forward. Yeah, it's uh, it's about selling um, the impact, right? Is what is the what is the pain that you as a doctor are going to solve? And if you are in an industry where you truly understand the client and you can verbalize their pain and your expertise as a service provider, never mind the oh, I'm really good at using a scalpel. Uh, no, it's a case I'm a brain surgeon. I can and help you with your <laughs> your brain problems or whatever, right? It's uh, uh, get the tools out of the topic and focus on uh, your expertise in. In moving the needle for for that specific uh, client or industry, I think yeah. is, is the right the right approach. Yeah, totally. I mean, uh, imagine a cl- you're you're in the client's position for a second. You get three agencies to pitch on on your digital marketing, and they all say that they're Google Partners uh, certified. Do you really care about that, or do you care about uh, them understanding your industry, them understanding and having cl- uh, case studies that are very similar that you can relate to? of how they were successful with those clients using marketing, right? Digital marketing. I mean, the, uh, uh, the fetishizing of the, uh, of the tool or of the, uh, like you mentioned, the scalpel is not the important part. The important part is, is what they're doing for that customer. Yeah. Another thing that, um, um, service providers, uh, I think like, for example, marketing agencies, uh, is a good example is they're selling a service and one of the more difficult uh, uh, I think processes or processes in uh, in sales is uh, you know just selling this we do stuff right I think that it, there is a product in services that uh, if you spend some time thinking about your product and uh, what the problem that the product uh, solves and the product being your 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 service offering and and treat it like a product market it as a product and it makes it a lot easier to 
um, during the sales process to say, you know, set expectations because you're not creating the product on the fly for the client. Yes, there's going to be a specialized uh, process for the client. The client is extremely important. Their implementation of, of the uh, the service product is, uh, is going to be unique to them. But if you're just saying, yeah, we're really good, uh, let's talk. I think it's a little bit more difficult to comprehend uh, as well. It's a little bit more difficult to sell. Yeah, exactly. I mean, um, yeah, the, you know, the sales part's always interesting. And it's, uh, I, I think um, you mentioned productizing there. I think if, yep. especially if you specialize on an industry, that's when it becomes a lot easier. A lot of, a lot of agencies out there, when they don't specialize on an industry, they use, they might have like some clip levels for, for their retainers. They might say like, oh, we've got a $5,000 retainer a month. We've got a seven, we've got a 10, we've got a 15, a 20 or whatever size they are. Right. But those retainers almost always need to be customized for the client because uh, the client's needs change, right? When you focus on an industry or a particular vertical or, or style of client, uh, it becomes a lot easier to bucket in the services that those customers need and get a tighter product offering. And then that turns into uh, a much more repeatable thing to sell and a much more repeatable thing to do. It's hard to to hire uh, uh, the right people when your needs change with every client. <laughs> if your services change with each client, it's, it's hard to scale up. If the services stay the same and you're just changing who you're doing it for, but you're doing uh, similar things, then uh, it, it becomes a lot easier to scale and hire and sell the product and predict um, what impacts will have happen from uh, from future closed work. It's a it's yeah, good point. Um, one of the things that uh, uh, is interesting is that as a uh, back to the original um, premise about is there is there the wrong money uh, to be taking. Um, I think it's also it's good to understand what your strengths are as a as a company, and uh, you know your your clients are going to go through this exact same thing that you as a company as a service provider will go through is what work do I do in house and what work do I outsource, right? Hmm. And it's it's okay to align yourself with uh, uh, other people in your space that are experts at. Uh, uh, a specific uh, um, thing that you aren't. Uh, what's what's your comments on that, Adriel? Oh yeah, like uh, uh, working with a, a local SEO uh, specialist, for example, or uh, working with a PPC specialist, or yeah, I mean, I think I think one of the things we're going to see in the next uh, five years here are more people working as freelancers. So a lot of agencies these days. Uh, the traditional model is you hire a bunch of people, you put them in a swank office that's impressive to the clients and uh, and to the workers who work there, and uh, and and that's how you run an agency. But I think in the in the future, we're probably going to see more freelance workers, more people who are like, yeah, you know what? There's Bob here. Bob works out of his house, and Bob is amazing at PPC. He's like Google Ads genius. He's been doing it for ten years. And, uh, and that's who we have doing all of our PPC for us. And I think, uh, that's going to start becoming more of the agency model is, is freelancing this stuff out. And, uh, and what is it called? The share economy? Is that what, is that what it's called when you get a bunch of freelancers doing work for different agencies? Or a gig economy, but yeah, I think that's yeah, little totally. jobs. 
but yeah, it's a case that, uh, and going through that process of making a decision is uh, what is really important uh, as a core capability as, the, as your business, your clients are going through that same thinking. Right, because let's face it, when we're doing as a uh, executing uh, uh, as a digital agency or marketing agency, you're really selling to your clients that uh, this is something that you should be outsourcing to us. Right, so uh, it's 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 okay to feel the pain yourself and think think through it because I think it gives you a little bit more expertise in how you market the product. Well, and I think. Agencies need to be strategic about the work they take on because uh, because what's the you got to look at what products you're developing and what expertise you're developing. Uh, you know, like I had a, a a job where you know we had to do some cold fusion work. Keep in mind, this is a while ago, uh, and even at that time, cold fusion was dead, not going anywhere. So you know, yeah, we we got you know got some money in. We did this cold fusion work, but. That that expertise that we built, like we're yes, we got the money in, but we also built expertise. We built expertise in a dead programming language that is not useful, and we're not <laughs> going to sell to more clients. That's that's an example of of like poor selection of the wrong money, right? We took take money in, we built expertise in something that's not useful. Now, conversely, uh, for the agencies out there, I would rather take a less profitable project. That's going to give me expertise in an upcoming technology because that's going to put position me better and give and make it easier for me to sell that uh, that work in the future. So I think I would I would rather take a a lower profitability, um, but more sophisticated or higher technology or something that's going to put me along a growth path than take some, you know, the the programming uh, equivalent would be like taking some nasty old COBOL job. (laughs) <laughs> and uh, working on that, right? Because yeah. the problem with that is, uh, you know, you, you you take a bunch of those projects on, you're typecast in this outdated technology or this outdated marketing, and you can't get any more work once all that work dries up. You're toast. You're you're signing your own death warrant by by taking on that that unstrategic, obsolete work. And I think marketing agencies these days have, face that same thing. Do they uh, keep doing the work that they're doing and uh, and uh, you know go the way of, uh, of of print in many in many cases or do they uh, advance and keep along with uh, uh, newer trends and uh, uh, emerging technologies? Yeah, and it's, uh, definitely, it's a case that. Uh, um, uh, there's a bit of a gamble at all times, right? Like I remember uh, when we were an agency. Uh, it was a case that, uh, of course, WordPress was not what it is today, mm-hmm. and um, we 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 took on a project um, with a big client, and they were uh, all focused on that. You know, it had to be Drupal. It had to be Drupal, right? And the mistake we made was taking the job, right? Uh, because uh, one is we weren't experts in Drupal, and uh, as a business, like back then, Drupal was really being used for these big uh, uh, taxonomic-based, content-heavy uh, websites. Mm-hmm. And uh, we, if we were a bit smarter, we would have realized that regardless of the technology, that's an industry we're not going in. 
right? We're not geared towards these, you know, uh, government jobs and uh, these, uh, like our, our, our business was, I, I think, uh, the industries we were focusing on, that was not only a technology mistake, but it was also, uh, if we were forward thinking, we'd say, yeah, outsource that. We need to find a, you know, like you mentioned before, is uh, get an expert in, get them to, to build out the, the infrastructure, do the work, pay them. And then if it ever comes up again, we know the person to do it. And uh, we, we maintain the retainer relationship on driving demand uh, uh, agnostic of the tech, tech stack. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, um, uh, learning about uh, .NET Nuke and, and putting those projects together. I mean, that's, that's all uh, uh, taking up a space in my brain that uh, <laughs> not need to be taking up. <laughs> I mean, that's all. It's all. It's garbage, right? Yeah, we got we got the money for it, but uh, we're not richer because of it. There's been projects I've taken on where uh, they've been a stretch, but the learning I got out of it was incredible, and I and I um, the agency got stronger. I got stronger. Everyone attached to those projects learned so much and got so strong. Maybe they weren't super profitable and we had to throw a ton of time into them, but the strategic choice of those projects was fantastic. And, uh, yeah, I mean, that's like, uh, that's why I'd rather take on a client where there's the opportunity to do more sophisticated marketing, trigger-based marketing, uh, more automation because, you know, just just doing uh, uh, the same old swapping out display ads every month or ever or twice a month and putting them up, getting good at that is not, uh, uh, you know, not a super skill that you can use to uh, to sell to more clients unless those clients need that as well. Yeah. End of the day, I think it's uh, uh, growth is about focus and you have to focus. Uh, you have to make, uh, uh, you know, you have to make choices that uh, that uh, uh, that enable you to uh, reuse your learnings and uh, and but I think the key word there is learning, right? Is realize yeah. you made mistakes and document the mistakes so that um, it's a case that you don't take that type of money again. Yeah, and you, <laughs> yeah, everyone, everyone's always got twenty twenty hindsight after the project. <laughs> that part's no problem. But then taking that and, and making sure that you're not seeing the the world with uh, rose colored glasses on the next project that's exactly the same as that one uh, is is definitely key to make sure that you're taking on the right work and uh, and growing. Because yeah, you, you've only got so many uh, only got so many days on the on this planet. Uh, no one wants to spend your their time uh, working in uh, .NET Nuke or uh, or Cold Fusion, one of these outdated technologies. When we could be working on the newest stuff, could be working on the best stuff, and could be doing the best work possible. Yeah, not not to crap on a couple of technologies. Just <laughs> I, I hope there's no like Cold Fusion enthusiasts listening to this, just screaming at their at their radio. <laughs> I can't yeah. imagine. Well, they, they 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 probably wouldn't be on podcasts though, and unless we get on like the real radio, they're probably not going to listen to this anyways. Yeah, I think. Yeah, uh, yeah I think uh, the old adage about uh, you know if I, uh, you know if I if my expertise is being a hammer, everything is a nail. Well, I think there 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 is the it is a double edged sword. Is that you do like you mentioned? Is you have to be forward thinking and. Uh, uh, taking taking some chances but really think about it before you get in is i think is the the my 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 experience 
Yeah, absolutely. No, focus is uh, is so hard to do, but uh, you, you see the agencies that do have focus and uh, they really grow as a result of it because they're able to not take on that wrong work, not take on the wrong money and uh, and always go after what they need to grow profitably i think it's the is the is the observation i see people growing like i've seen some agencies uh take on you know uh, they got this massive big client and they they ramp up so it isn't just growth it's about sustainable profitable growth is 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 the reality thanks for listening this week if you think someone else at your company should listen to this podcast send them the link activedemand.com forward slash podcast We've also got lots of great articles on our blog that go into really specific, in-depth topics to help you out. If you have a suggestion for a topic you'd like covered, shoot us an email at support at activedemand.com or send us a tweet. Thanks again for listening and have a killer day making your business better through automation.